Welcome to Hashtag Love Yourself. I'm your host, Jesse Jobson, and I'm going to guide you on your personal journey towards self-love. Hi, my beautiful souls. Welcome back to Hashtag Love Yourself. Um, today's episode is going to be on masculine and feminine energy, um, what those are exactly, um, who has what, and how to tap in and to balance that within ourselves, as well as how to heal the masculine and the feminine energy. So, all right. So first thing is every single person on this planet, regardless of your gender, regardless of um, what body you came into on this planet, um, we all have both masculine and feminine energies. And they're not just because you come in as a female doesn't mean that you just have feminine energy and or more of it necessarily, right? Um, and same thing with masculine. If you come in as a man, it doesn't mean that you have more masculine energy than feminine energy or that... Um, you only have masculine energy. So we have both of them. We need both of them. Um, they're, both of them are purposeful in different ways and they're purposeful within unions. So like when you partner up with someone um, and you um, you know, end up with a spouse, uh, partnering up with the opposing energy is super duper important and you'll see why throughout like all the stuff that I'm going to talk about. So ideally, like depending on what gender we identify as, um, a healthy medium for masculine and feminine energy would be somewhere around like the 80-20 range where you do have a dominant, right? And you thrive in your dominant energy. And like I said, this is not um, attached to any type of gender, um, but you have a dominant that you primarily live within, but then you allow the opposite. So the feminine, if it's the masculine, that's um, the 80, then you allow like 20% of the feminine in um, because you need that healthy balance of living in one of them and then allowing the other one to serve because you need the polarity. You need like... Um, the counter, even within yourself, right? Not just in within a relationship, you need to be able to, um, you know, tap into the other side of your strengths, your, sometimes your weaknesses, right? Because sometimes your weaknesses become your strengths. So um, it's really important to have a healthy balance, but do to have a main one that you thrive in. And that'll just be really unique to you. Um, and we'll kind of talk about how you'll discover that. So how do we um, end up with either a really high masculine or a really high feminine? And how do we discover what we are, right? Um, so the way that things happen you know, to everybody when they're born, obviously, is um, our environments, our circumstances, and other things around us help shape what we become and like what ratio we have within ourselves. So normally, traditionally, right, um, a masculine for, for would be for a male. That makes most sense. Um, and it's okay if you are a male and you came with more feminine energy and that's your dominant and that's what you're comfortable in. That's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, doesn't mean you're gay. doesn't mean like, you know, like your sexual preference. It doesn't mean any of that. What it just means is that you identify primarily feeling strength and comfortability in the feminine energy. And, um, and same thing with a man who decides to come and have predominantly masculine energy. So like when the baby is in a womb, um, there is a time and a point where the mother's body actually does like a surge of testosterone to the baby. And <clears throat> whatever is going on with the mother at the time and the energy within her, right? That there's a different amounts of that surge, right? So if she's in a really balanced or healthy environment and she will have like the proportion that that baby requires for their gender be pushed into them. Um, if she's out of balance, if there's a lot of stress and or if she's having to like, you know, uh, be in survival mode things, there could be less of that and, um, you know, more of the other one. It just depends on what's happening with the mom and her energy during the time of creation of the baby, right? Um, 
but yeah, so our, essentially even into our, like when we come out into the world and the types of moms we have, if they're a really feminine mom um, and you know, there's a lack of masculine, you know, we might have a wounded masculine and end up a really strong you know, power in our feminine, depending on the gender you are, but um, really lack in that masculine energy and not really know how to replicate that if we don't have that in our environments and if we aren't shown that um, or vice versa. Sometimes we have moms that are really masculine and they, so then we end up as children growing in, up with wounded feminine energy and not really knowing how to tap into that. So it just depends um, where your parents were, what kind of energy they carried and what were, was dominant for them, where they were wounded, all that kind of good stuff. Just like we talked about in previous episodes with you know, mother wounds and father wounds. Um, you know, your parents really were just people that could only give what they had. So if they were wounded in one area, even in their masculine and feminine energy, then that is what they gave on to you, right? And then you assumed whatever, um, you know, dominance of whatever, which, which one it was, so either masculine or feminine. Um, so essentially then we go out into the world after we like created and we kind of like assume and become whatever dominant energy, either masculine or feminine. And then we go out into the world and we like search for counterparts, right? As humans, we love to run in packs. We loved to, to be paired up and coupled. That's like supernatural, super, um, popular. Right. And so when we look for our counterparts, we're actually looking for a tr like an actual counterpart in energy. So whatever I am. So if I go out in the world and I'm a, a super fat feminine energy, for example, right. If I am really strong in that, I'm going to look for a really really strong masculine because I am lacking in that, right? Like my 80%, which is healthy, 80-20, right? That's a super healthy range to be in. So if I'm a feminine energy and I'm in 80 feminine and 20% masculine, I'm going to go out and look for a man that can complete that ratio for me, right? So he can be the 80% masculine and have his 20% feminine. And then I can kind of like swoop in and, you know, give him what he needs and he can give me what we need. And we're just like a perfect blend of the perfect ratio, right? So essentially, we don't even know that's happening in relationships, but that's actually why we're attracted to people. Um, so it's funny because, you know, some women, they go out there and they kind of date like the same theory of a man over and over again. And then they wonder why they're like, why am I like attracted to this? And you know, this type of man that like, I hate that I end up in like, Oh, I hate this. And most of the time it's because we either have like a wounded masculine or a wounded, wounded, feminine within us, what, whichever one is wounded. Right. And so since we're off balance in those ratios of like, like we're not really strong in one or we're too strong in one and it's just not really healthy, then we end up having the other, we've, we're attracted to the people that fill that gap for us. Right. That percentage. It's really, really interesting. I and mean, then once I go over what makes up a masculine and what makes up a feminine, it'll be really easy for you guys to see where you guys lie and like where your strengths are, um, you know, like kind of almost what percentage you are in a sense. And then you'll be able to see like in your relationships after I did this research, I recognized where I lacked and like how it really played out in all of my relationships. And, um, so it'll be interesting for you to look, if you're single, you'll be able to see, you know, where you need to like strengthen so that you can actually be like a healthy match for another, just depending on which one you are not saying that you, if you're a girl, you have to be a feminine or if a man, you have to be a masculine. It's totally up to you. This is unique to everybody. But I know for me personally, I came down with the desire to be the feminine. So my desire is to be 80% feminine and 20% masculine. And, um, throughout my time as, you know, you know, a child and growing up in my environment, I had a really strong masculine mom and her feminine was really, um, wounded, but I think also naturally she was just really masculine. She was a really go-getter. She was just really strong and powerful woman, you know, really independent, really grounded in that way. And so those are all beautiful qualities, but since there was no, 
uh, father to counteract any of that, right? All I grew up knowing was really the masculine energy, especially because we live in a patriarchal society. So that's really strong as well. So you're naturally going to be strong. Masculine energy is going to be strong because our environment in the world is constantly um, throwing that at us in our societies. So so having that at home and then having that in the world and then just going out in the world, like my masculine was so strong, it was way out of balance with my feminine. And now after like researching all of this, I really recognize that, um, you know, some of my, like where, why I was so strong in my masculine, it was for survival reasons because there was no father in the home growing up. Right. Um, but now as an adult, like I don't have to be on survival mode, right? Like I can shape myself um, and like tune into the energies that really are deep and at the core of who I am and flow into those and then find someone that compliments me, right? So that whole counterpart thing will be really, really important um, with people. And then you'll notice why people are attracted to one another um, and um, how you can tap into what, what you desire, right? Um, in another person. Oh, and then another thing that I found that was super interesting that makes so much sense with like partners and um, finding your perfect partner, right? Is that so if you have two, um, if you have two of the same energy, right? So if you, okay, for example, so I was a very strong masculine energy, right? Um, growing up. And so, you know, I was independent, take care of myself, you know, grounded in, in all that stuff. And really, you know, like I was my own boss. I did nobody, you know, nobody could take care of me. I always was going to take care of myself. Um, so that type of energy, then if you meet a man and you end up getting in a relationship, which normally you guys aren't going to be that attracted to each other, but if you get into a man that's super in his masculine too, what's going to end up is you're just going to butt heads, right? You're just going to keep fighting and, um, it's going to come out in a lot of, of like aggression and rage, right? With, with one another. Um, I luckily in my personal journey, I ended up, um, being attracted to and like pairing up with someone who, um, also grew up without a father, right? So didn't have that masculine energy within his home as much as well. And so he, you know, he was used to living in the feminine energy because he grew up with his mother and, and then he ended up, um, allowing me, you know, just by nature, just cause he was used to that, um, letting me run the show all the time, which in the end we both recognized wasn't healthy. Um, it's what crushed us in the end and what, um, made, you know, made a lot of stress and a lot of problems in a lot of areas of our lives because I was the leader, I was the take charge, I was provider, I was, did, did all these things. And then, um, it really didn't leave him any room to be in the masculine, right? So that he could, he could assume the feminine, but I also was super strong as I was growing up in my twenties. I was also trying, you know, learning my feminine energy. So I was like, became really strong in that energy too, and kind of overpowered and overshadowed the relationship. And so it's interesting when you like, look at that and you look at, um, uh, how you are in your relationship and how the other person like can be, if you're too strong, it like really leaves them no place, um, to fill in like gaps that if you, if you're so strong and you're like self-sufficient, which you would think, right. Growing up, like, Oh, if someone says like, Oh, she's self-sufficient, she can take care of herself. She can do all these things. You know, she can be the mom, she could be the dad, you know, cause my mom was the mom and dad. So that's what I was um, replicating. Right. I was watching my mom be so powerful. So I was doing both, but really that leaves no space for anybody else. Like then what are you in a relationship for? Right. So that's really important to remember. Um, okay. So then that kind of brings us to like, let's go over what the masculine energy is and what the feminine energy is. And then we'll kind of talk about, um, so their strengths and what they are in general, but then we'll go into like when it's wounded, what happens. So first masculine, we'll start with the masculine energy. Um, so the masculine energy is the left side of the brain. So think of it as like the, I think, right. Very linear, very strategic. It's a, they're the drivers, practical, they're direct, they're very focused, they're competitive. See, it's all very like manly stuff, right? Um, they crave freedom. They are the leaders. They have a lot of like, I want to make output. Like I want to have production, right? They're the fixers. 
Um, they're success driven. They're action oriented. They're very logical. They're grounded. They're, um, they have a lot of direction. They know where they, they have like, okay, here's the goal. A to B we're going A to B, right? Like they just know. Um, and this is like, all these things are amazing, right? Like we wouldn't want to get rid of any of these in anyone. That's why it's so important to have both masculine and feminine energy. It's really like, you don't want to remove anything, but, and it's okay to have like lower versions of like, maybe you're not competitive, right? Like all those things. That doesn't mean that you're lower and you're masculine across the board, but it just means that everybody is their own ratios of all these different things, but that's what makes us us. And that's kind of what makes up like the two halves of the whole. And I don't know if you've ever heard of, um, gosh, I wish I could remember the names of it, but they talk about before, like the earth was like the way it is now. They talked about how the beans were, they had two heads or two face. Yeah. Two heads and two faces and four arms and four legs, right? So we were like meshed into one. And then the gods got really scared of us because we were so powerful. We were like had our feminine and masculine energy all in one being, right? And they got too scared of us. So they ended up splitting us in two. And I thought that that was like such a beautiful, you know, thought or story or, you know, I'm pretty sure it's real, but you know, it's not in this timeline of where we're at. So a lot of people just uh, look at it as a fable, but, um, but thinking of that, right. is like, we need both. So we need the masculine and that's why we pair up. That's why we're like, so wanting, you know, like on our, like search here on earth to find ourselves, we always look for it in another person. And I think that's really common. And I think that's, um, mostly because of this whole, whole, like there's two halves to a whole and not saying you can't be complete, without another person, right? Because I have seen people do it very like successfully, healthily and beautifully. But I also think that there is, that's where that big drive and desire comes from to be coupled and partnered with other people, right? Because there, we need, we need that balance, right? And if you notice through my research about the feminine and the masculine, we really found that like the 80-20% is really like the ideal healthy place for people to be. So it doesn't matter which one you're going to be 80 in, what you're going to be 20 in, but it's really having a dominant and then allowing like whatever compliment, you know, whoever compliments you to have the the opposing. So you're a good counterpart. Okay. So next kind of going into the feminine energy This is the, like the right side of your brain, right? That I feel all up in your emotions, um, your creativity, your artisticness, um, community, sense of family, flow, um, craving, nurturing, intuitiveness, your emotions, rest and relax. Like, so you know, the masculine being like the person that's like always going and doing that feminine needs to be the person that like encourages the relaxation and the rest. And like, and that's why we need both. Like you can't constantly be going and you can't constantly be relaxing either. Right. Um, the feminine also is like super empathic, right. And has a lot of empathy for other people. Um, the unconditional love strives from the feminine energy within us. Um, we express, um, the self a lot feminines, you know, um, there's movement. It's really important. So, um, for, for women, um, it's really important to have that movement in your body. That's why dance is like such a feminine activity, right? Because we need to move and flow our bodies, even like our cycles, like through the month, right? They talk about, you know, a woman's energy and her emotions even are just like, they go up and down. It's like this, um, you know, like this kind of like this peak of these mountains that kind of go up and then it falls back down again and it comes back to the center. And it, and that's really like how the energy of the feminine really flows. It's not this linear straight line like a man, right? Um, and it's okay. Like either one, they're two different things, but they're both really beautiful. Like a man getting from like point A to point B, like gorgeous, right? Like that is direct. That is like on their goal. That is like getting like what they want. Right. And then there's the woman who's more tapped into like 
you know, like letting it flow how it's meant to happen, right? Just letting things flow in and out, letting, allowing the universe to, you know, um, do that dance with you and just not having those worries and those fears and being future oriented, being centered in the present. That's more feminine, right? Um, they talk about the masculine being more external. So like the outside of themselves, that's why they talk about them thinking of like the future and the past a lot. Right. Um, but then the feminine is more internal and she's like more present. She's right there in her emotions. Right. That's why we, it's so funny. That's like the, um, men are from Mars women are from Venus type, like, you know, theories from like back in like the nineties and stuff. Right. Um, it's so true. It's because we are like, as like the feminine, we're really, you know, doing like a completely different approach to everything, completely different dance than the masculine. And that's okay. That's beautiful. Right. Um, so now that we kind of like understand what is what, and you can kind of like from these lists that I gave you, you can kind of see where you, you have strengths and where you lie. Right. When I looked at these lists, um, when I did the research, I realized like, wow, I am like, it makes sense. Like, you know, with my upbringing and everything, like I am super, super masculine. Like the, just the way that I like approach a lot of stuff, but it's because like out of survival needs, because I didn't have a dad around, that's what I needed. You know, like I needed to be the person that was going to like save myself, that was going to protect myself, that was going to ground myself, that was going to like be a provider, you know, be a protector for everyone in my family. Um, but now I'm the, now I'm like a grown woman and now I don't have to survive that way anymore. Right. Um, I can, I can be more tapped into like who I am, which naturally for myself, when I look at like these two lists, right. Yeah. I'm really good at the masculine things because I've like worked on them my whole life. And I've been like, I've just, I'm really good at providing and you know, saving the day and saving everybody. But when it comes down to it, like if I ask myself what I want, I really want to be artistic. I want to be wrapped up in that. Like, I want to like, you know, coddle someone in their emotions. Like I want to like, I want to rest and relax. I want to, um, you know, tap into my unconditional love. Like I want to like, that's where I really want to live. Like most of the time it's, but it's just been survival mode or like, that's all I knew how to do. So take a look at these lists and that we just went over and like really tap into like what it is that are your strengths. But not only that, what is that you want? Like, what do you feel that you would want, you know, to tap into more? And that will kind of like dictate like what energy maybe that you're primarily, you came to earth to experience, right? So if you are a, like, if you have wounded masculine energy, um, how you're going to like react to having wounded masculine energy is you're going to have a lack of trust for other people. Okay. And this can be from the fact that you, you know, didn't have a father, right? Like the father wasn't there and your mom was a true feminine, right? And she lived out your guys's life as the true feminine. And so then you might have a lack of trust for other people. You might be controlling, you might be really dominant in your relationships. And you might be really closed off to people. Those are signs of the wounded masculine. Now, wounded feminine are people that end up people-pleasing. They end up feeling unworthy. They have um, a lack of boundaries. And they're undecisive. And um, I realized when I looked at this list of these wounded things that I have um, a lot of wounded feminine. And I think, like I said, it's because if I look back on my childhood, I had a really strong masculine mother and out of survival and necessity, she had to be right. And, um, it was beautiful to watch because it's kind of like, you know, rising from the ashes. She had to like take care of everything. And she had to work three jobs at some times. And she had to take care of three daughters. She had to take care of one baby grandson she had to do so much. It was, it was just amazing to watch her. But at the same time, it, it, she had to tap into that masculine energy to take care of and provide and, and, you know, hold everybody 
you know, in her arms. So because she had to do that out of survival, her feminine energy was less strong. She didn't have time, to, you know, when she came home, she still had to be on and she, she didn't have time to rest and relax. She had to cook the dinner. She had, she had to be the one, right? So her, her feminine got really small because she didn't have time because she, you know, wasn't, she didn't have that counterpart to help her. Um, so she had to do it all. And the masculine really is the take charge and get things done and let's just get success going. Right. Um, and then, and so that since that feminine was really small in her, it ended up being really, um, something I couldn't, I couldn't see, you know, it wasn't very visible. Right. And then, so within myself, even though I desired to be all the feminines, right, I didn't really have a lot to look, you know, and like project that too. So, um, so I became wounded and I became a people pleaser. Um, and I became, um, someone who didn't feel worthy just being me. And, um, I have a lack of boundaries for people. So, so those are really good um, little lists for you to go over to see where you're wounded. Now let's go over kind of the differences and then, then we'll go into talking about how you can actually, um, you can heal and you can live in union, right? With the feminine and the masculine. So first the differences. So men urge to fix um, and women like instead of needing to be fixed, they need someone to like be there and just support their feelings or just kind of like, listen. So have, if you've ever heard of like, um, a man saying, you know, um, like, you know, the woman, the woman comes home, she's had a hard day and she's like unloading all her emotions and her feelings, just telling them about her day and how she felt about it. And then he, in his logical mind, right? Cause he's the man, he's like trying to fix it. So he's trying to give her all these advice. Well, maybe you should just quit your job. You know, if your boss is that rude to you, you don't need that, that disrespect, you know, da, da, da. but, and then she kind of like gets frustrated with him and she's like, but you're not, I just need like, I just need you to listen. And it's almost, it's not even really listening that she needs, honestly, because most of the guys like tune women out. But to tell you the truth, what she's really asking for is to, she's trying to find a way to feel better. She's trying to be in her emotions, right? Because she's the feminine. So that's really common in most relationships for the man and the woman. So I know that's really gender specific and, and sexist, if some people want to call it that. But really... Um, you know, take it with, with, you know, if you need to switch it around for a gender for yourself, um, because it's just the norm in our society, right? Like the gender roles that people live out. Um, next is, so a masculine thrives and grows through competition and challenge, right? So they're always like competing with one another. Like, like this one guy, he gave this really good example on um, this video I watched where he was talking about when he was younger, it was always like, oh, I bet you 10 bucks you can't do that. Jump over that fence, you know? And then the next it turned into like, oh, I bet you 10 bucks you can't talk to that girl, <laughs> you know? And there's just so on and so on and so on. And it's cute because that's how they would like learn themselves and that's how they would thrive and kind of grow and get better. Um, but then it's so different for the feminine. So feminines don't thrive much through and grow through their competition and challenges. Yeah, they can, right? But I think that it actually like, so like for me, I had a lot of challenges in my childhood. So with all that trauma and challenges, my masculine energy th was growing and thriving, right? But um, my my feminine energy, what actually makes that thrive and grow. And this is a, you know, for feminine and energy in general, not just for me. Um, it thrives and grows with compliments and praise. And it's true. Like if you notice that a lot of feminines, um, identify with the, one of their love languages as, um, with praise, they loved to, to have like that positive attention verbally, right? Um, like when someone tells them they're so beautiful, that makes them feel, you know, so pretty. And then, um, uh, you know, just letting them know they're an amazing mom. Like if you give them compliments, they, they really feel like a lot of love. So, um, that's really, I thought those two different ways that they thrive and grow is beautiful. Um, so if you feel out of balance in any of your, like, let's say you're a really strong feminine and you feel like you have no, you have a wounded masculine or you're like just out of touch with the masculine, just whatever side that you feel that you are out of touch with, just explore it. So like, 
those lists that we went over and talked about like kind of the traits and things just like go explore that kind of stuff right and look into it research it um and you'll kind of discover um where you, you know you can you know fill yourself up more with those different things um Oh, another really good difference that I I never really understood till I was an adult because I grew up in such an independent and like we were, you know, like, oh, women roar, you know, like all that like independence and like, we don't need a man, right? Type thing um, is the masculine is the giver, okay? The masculine gives and then the feminine is the person that receives. She's the person that like takes it takes that in. Right. And I think that that's really important. Like I, you know, like I said, almost my whole life, I didn't understand that until now. And I'm realizing like that makes a lot of sense with how our bodies are set up, right? How, um, so many things like how just naturally we react to different stuff, how naturally we assume different positions, right? With each other. And it's because of that, this whole idea of the giving and the receiving, right? There is a giver and there's a receiver. And like I said, it's not attuned to like, if you're a girl, you have to be the receiver. No, not necessarily, right? You, if you are dominant masculine energy, and that's what you feel true in your heart and purpose, that's okay. Then find yourself a feminine energy counterpart, right? Someone that compliments you really well. Um, okay. And then, um, another thing to think about is like, like, and I said this a little bit before, but I want to reiterate it. Cause I think it's super important that since our society is like, um, has been for like, gosh, 5,000 years or something, um, like patriarchal, right. That's starting to change. We all know that we're in the change right now, but since we've been in that for so long and our cultures and our societies are really raised in in that patriarchal view of like you know like men being on top women being on bottom like all that kind of stuff um you got to understand that that plays into how everybody how their energy is affected right like so if out in the world like you know the masculine is dominant right then obviously to survive regardless of what is in you naturally like you're going to make that like you're, you're that's going to be something that you're going to have to take on to survive and take on like like so think about it like this someone who is asexual doesn't want to be in um a partnership let's just say that they decide that they they're not they don't want to be in that right they don't need that counterpart to be in our society even if they're dominant feminine energy like they really they'll get pushed around if they don't tap into their masculine and like kind of puff that up, right? Because our masculine ha has dominated for so long. Mm -hmm. So that is something to think about too. And even when you're going back and you're thinking about your wounds and you're thinking about maybe what your parents or your caregivers were as a child, remember that society had a big um, play in that as well, right? Okay, so now let's move into like... What is living in union, like living in union with the masculine and the feminine and how um, that looks like and ways that we can like do that in a healthy way. So one thing that I thought was so beautiful and I love this symbol on like any level, like it just like, I don't know, it makes me feel good when I look at it, but it is so beautiful to think in this area of masculine and femininity is the yin and the yang. Oh my gosh. Like when you look at that symbol, you know, it's not cut down the middle. It's not like they're both the same color even, right? One's dark, one's light. They're both equal to like one's pushing and pulling in one area, one's pushing and pulling in the other. Like it's such a beautiful like visual for us to understand the masculine and the fem feminine. And like you can tell in that picture of like one being dark, one being light and, you know, them being in flow in different places. You can just see that like how beautiful like the strength can complement the weakness, right? Like you, 
you can have a weakness and it be filled up and be like, that's the thing too, that I think is so amazing is like, if you really think about, you know, like when we talk about like even the word weakness and we talk about, you know, like, so everybody wants to focus on their strengths, right? But our weaknesses are just as important and just as beautiful because those weaknesses allow something else to come in and assume and like fill in and like just even just like, I don't want to say like, I don't know, like, I don't know the right word, but it's just like, I'm just imagining like, you know, even like when you have like water and you pour it into something, right? Like just that movement of like something like coming in and like being in all the space, right? And saying that it's okay that that space was empty and now it's now it's just being assumed by something else. Like it's just so beautiful. So so think about that when you think about, um, you know, your weaknesses. Like, yeah, we don't want to talk about having weaknesses and we don't want to think of ourselves as weak or less than. And we are not because we're not meant to be you know, we're not meant to be without. And I think that our weaknesses are actually a sign of our beautiful connection we're going to have with other people, right? That's a sign that the per one of the purposes of our earth that we're meant to be together. So, um, yeah. So just remember that it's like a perfect compliment to someone else when you have a weakness. So celebrate your weaknesses, right? Celebrate them. Don't be ashamed of them and throw them in the shadows and make them dark. Cause that's when you end up having pain in your life, right? Where you have like shunned something of yourself and said, it's not good. It's not worthy because it's not as good as like the, the things that shine and strive. Right. But in, in reality, if you think you're looking at this masculine and feminine energy, the yin and the yang, like that is like why we have weaknesses. It's so important to have weaknesses. It's a beautiful thing. It's not a bad thing. So remember that and recognize that the next time that you find something in yourself that isn't, you know, overpowering and full and, you know, maybe it's deflated for a reason to be filled up and assumed by something else. So, okay. Um, so what is a healthy masculine and feminine? And I think that, you know, this is something that we're not really taught um, and that we, you know, having both within us, right? Having the masculine and feminine both within us, how can we make these healthy on any level? So first let's start with the masculine. Um, so exercising and working out that beautiful body of yours, just work out. That is going to um, that's going to, uh, put energy into your masculine. Okay. Um, getting things done. Okay. That you need done. That's another mask way to be healthy in your masculine. And that's the thing is like all of the stuff that I'm going to say on this list to be healthy in the masculine. If you think about it, you could take it way too far, right? So getting things done, you could be so driven, right? So in your masculine that you get so much done that you forget to relax. Okay. And that's like a really good example. You forget to play, you forget to unwind, you forget to like relieve your stress. That isn't healthy. That's not being balanced in any regard. So take all of these, like even the exercise and the working out, right? Exercise, workout, but rest your body, allow your time to recover and recoup, right? Um, cause if you do too much of one thing, you're pushing yourself out of balance and you'll know what that balance is for you. You'll know, like when you're doing too much, you'll feel it. Okay. Um, focus on your goals. So being, you know, like into your goals and going for them and striving for them, that's healthy masculine, right? Do it in a healthy way, but don't overdo it where that's all you're focused on. Oh, I'm going to forget my kids because I'm just focused on my goals, right? I've actually done that recently where I was like, I, you know, went on like this soul journey and like I had forgotten myself for so long, but then I went like so far off the deep end of like going towards myself that I forgot about everybody else, right? And that wasn't fair and that wasn't what I wanted. That's not where I want to be. I want to live where like everybody is a part of like the beauty of me and that there's times that I have time alone, 
but that there's times where I'm like going towards my goals and I'm like focused, but then there's times where I'm like with my family and I'm like loving them and like that healthy balance of having it all, right? Um, driven for success. So making sure you're going after things, um, like so after your goals, but also being driven towards the success of things for yourself. So those are all the healthy masculines. And then moving into the healthy feminines, um, there's things like, so exercise and work it out, working out is great, right? And that's part of your masculine energy. And, you know, for everybody, it's going to be different. But they did talk about like yoga actually being kind of more of like a feminine um, way to, so tapping into your feminine within like that working out area, right? Because it's a lot more movement and like slow and pose and all that kind of good stuff, right? And then meditation is really part of like the feminine, like getting one with the self, right? Getting into that intuition, okay? And then um, clearing and cleansing yourself. And then the girl that was talking about this was she was like, take a shower. It's like, I think everybody, most people take showers, right? But, but I think what she was meaning was like clear and cleanse, like your energy in general, but then also like, um, showering. She said it's a powerful way to just like release and clean and cleanse. And I think that that's like super important too. Um, do some more aimless activities if you want to tap into your feminine, your healthy feminine. So like no goal intended is, is what that's meaning. So like, you're not like needing a goal to complete, to do an activity. So at the, so kind of like, um, a lot of like color, adult coloring books or what's another one. Um, or just going on like a little stroll in nature. Right. And just like, cause you're just going to go find, you know, like you don't know, you don't have like a goal in mind. You're not like going to walk to work out. You don't, it's none of that. It's just about going out and just like seeing where like the little walk, you know, takes you, you know? that kind of stuff. Another girl was talking about how like retail therapy for her is super the, like an aimless activity because like, it's not, her goal is not to find like a particular piece of clothing, right? Like, Oh, I need this for this event. She's like, but it's just, you go out and like, and I've done that too. Where, and it's actually super, like, I actually love doing that where you just go out and you're like, whatever comes to me. Like if I see something that I think is beautiful and I want and like, you know, just go buy it. And I think that's a beautiful way to shop. So like, that's an aimless activity too. Okay, so the next thing that's super feminine, it's healthy for your feminine energy, is time in nature. So Mother Earth, right, is, so the Earth in general is a feminine energy. Mother Gaia, they talk, um, they call her, right? Tap into that nature. Um, so if you're feeling like, like you're, you've been too into your masculine, you know, you've been too much going after your goals and doing all those things, take some time, go out in nature, take a hike, you know, be out in the woods, um, take a walk outside, sit out in the sun, go out on the water, go to the beach, whatever you got to do, tap into that nature side. That's a lot of your feminine energy is there. Um, making sure you take the quiet time to nourish yourself. So that whole relax, rest, you know, um, respite type of, activities is making sure that you give yourself that, um, to, you know, make your feminine part of you thrive. Okay. The next one I'm super in love with is, um, is sensual eating. And I know that sounds super funny. And like when the, when one of the ladies was talking about it on her videos, I was like, what? But I'm super in love with the thought of sensual eating because, okay. So think about it. If you're just eating to fill a purpose, and I I have had like a different relationship with food depending on um, the time in my life, like where I'm at, right? Energetically, what I'm focused on, all that kind of stuff. And I noticed that the times that I enjoy food the most is when I tap into that feminine energy. I didn't know that's what I was doing, right? But you take the time to like, really taste your food and like just enjoy it. And that's what I always say with people that are like talking about like going on diets and like wanting like the best version of their body. I always tell them and they hate me for it, but I'm like, you know what my, my diet is? And they're like, what? And I'm like, my diet is if I like it, like if I like the taste of it, then it's good for me. So I could be eating Jack in the box, but if it tastes good, then it's healthy for me. It's good for my body. And they're like, 
yeah, there's no science behind that. And I'm like, well, actually <laughs> there really is because like when you're feeling good, right. And when you're like enjoying, like truly enjoying and being grateful and like loving what's happening in your mouth and like it going down into your body, like all that kind of good stuff, how it's making you feel that is this feminine energy, but it's like sending off so many good chemicals in your body that it's not even funny. Right. So have like a sensual eating experience. I promise you will not regret it. And then just being present. So like even just eating your food, being present, like while you're eating your food. So that's why they say, don't be on your phone. Don't be trying to do too many things at once while you're eating. Focus on just eating and enjoying it. Um, another girl was talking about one thing that she does that I thought was really beautiful is, um, they, she calls it a goddess bath. So if you want to tap into your energy, you don't have to be a, a woman or a man to do this. You, either one can do this, but essentially you, um, you know, you can do like bath salts to clear your energy, um, essential oils and you know, like if you're into like crystals, go ahead, put some candles, just make it a beautiful, like she even talked about, I'm going to go look her up on Instagram, but she talked about like, um, posting pictures of her goddess baths, but it's just, they almost look like shrines. Um, but whatever, you know, fills you up, whatever you enjoy. And if it makes you feel so good to like, you know, like do this whole like ritual with your bath, do it, go do it. Um, because yeah, I, I know for me, for one, I'm like super a bath person. I love a good bubble bath. A good hot steamy bath is so like recharging for me. So it must be something to do with your feminine energy, according to them. Um, and then slowing down again, like that restroom um, respite um, idea. But yeah, so those are the healthy feminine. So now let's move into ways that you can heal your masculine and your feminine wounds. So the first thing is to check in with yourself, see where you are, um, like see where you're strong, see where you're weak, just like we kind of went over those lists, see where you, you have strengths and weaknesses, and then check in with yourself. Where do you want to be, right? Ask yourself, like what feels good for me? Like, what do I want to do? Do I want to be the provider? Right? I mean, yeah, in some cases, you're not gonna have a choice, like me being a single mom, I'm not gonna have a choice, I have to provide for my boys, and take care of me. But at the same time, right? Um, what do I want? What do I want to attract? What do I want to manifest? Like, I do I really want to be that? Or do I want to be more into my flow of like, um, my passion and my creativity and my artisticness, right? that kind of stuff. Um, okay. And then the next, uh, step after, you know, that stuff about yourself, right. It all starts with you is, um, put down the societal masculine, masculine shield, and then lean into that feminine energy so that you can balance. So like we talked about with society, ha having the patriarchal, you know, masculine, always like everything, that's how everything's been run. Everything's like this, we need the same put output, um, eight to five jobs, Monday through Friday, like all that kind of stuff. That's the world we live in, right? It's slowly going to change. But like having that in our society, it makes us form into what is acceptable and what's not right. So when you, so recognize that, put that down, recognize that you don't have to live in that on a hundred percent of the time. And like when you come home from work, you know, shut down that masculine energy, tap into your feminine, relax, play with your kids, right? You're not always going to have to be the person that's like in charge and directing. Like you don't have to do that. You can like relax and you can even like, I remember one of my good friends, she's so amazing. She had a really amazing thing she did with her kids while they were growing up. She called it boss day. And she said that she would let them be a boss for a day and they would get to make the decisions. Like they would, they'd have to like, um, you know, decide what was for dinner, help cook it. Like they, and like pay the bills and things like that. She said that she had them do that stuff and it helped them like kind of recognize like that different aspect of like being in charge. What does that really mean? Right. And I think that that is some, something like a little game like that, that you can play with your kids. And then you could say, okay, you get to decide dinner. What are you going to cook tonight? You know, and depending on their ages and things like that, I thought that was really cool. Okay. Um, next number three, forgive the person who dominated your energy 
and then forgive yourself. So for example, like in my situation, right, my mom couldn't really tap into her feminine, mostly out of survival, but, um, you know, that created like a lot of like survival modes for me and changed who I became as a person. Right. So, um, what you can do is you can forgive that person energetically, um, if you're not happy with how, where your energy sits and where, where it lies, 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 oh my God, um, because you, um, you hold on to like resentment and things that you don't realize. So doing like even just saying it like in a meditation, you don't even have to say it to the person. Um, so, okay. Like for example, close your eyes with me right now. Okay. Close your eyes and just say, um, you know, so-and-so I, I give myself the permission to forgive you. I give myself permission to feel love and I am worthy, right? So like even just something simple like that, that you just did right now of like telling that person that you forgive them and that you give yourself the permission to forgive them that you're going to love. That is like, it sets it in action. It's an energy, you know, so do that. And you can even make that, expand that and make that bigger. Okay. Um, so then going, tapping directly into masculine energy healing, um, you can let go of your rage, which is super important. So I know like everybody has rage on a different level, but letting go of that and just knowing that that isn't something that you have to like put your energy out into anymore. You don't have to do that. Right. Um, and then letting go of your competitive ego, right? We don't need to like compete with one another and be on top of one another and have someone be less than the other person. Um, so validate love and approval of yourself. Um, I know that this happens to a lot of people that are raised without fathers, right? We are constantly looking for that masculine to validate us, to love us. And you don't need that. You can do that yourself, right? You can validate and love yourself. And if you didn't grow up with a dad, forgive your dad for not being there, right? And then, um, forgive yourself and go ahead and, and give those things that you need to yourself. Fill that, fill that up in, inside yourself. Um, now he, for fe uh, healing the feminine is um, allow your feminine side to feel your emotions. So don't push your emotions away, right? Like let them flow through, right? And I love this one saying that this one girl said, she said that like when anger knocks on your door, right? Don't tell it to go away. Let it in sit it down, have tea with it, sit with your anger for a minute. Right. But then let it know that say, sorry, you can't stay. Cause I have another visitor and it's happiness. And so, oh my gosh, that just made me emotional. Thank you to that. It just made me really teary. I don't know why. Oh dear. Um, but yeah, so just know that like, you don't have to let the anger stay that you don't have to, um, keep it that you can, sit down with it. You can figure it out and then you can let it go. Whew, there must be a lot of energy there for me. <laughs> okay. Um, and then for healing your your feminine energy, live in the present. So tapping into the being there in the present, knowing what's going on with you. Don't live in the future. Don't live in the past. Live in, in the present with yourself. All right, and that is all I had for this feminine and masculine energy. Thank you so much for joining me today and learning along with me and healing along with me. Um, I love that we get to do this every week together. So um, I can't wait to figure out what we're going to do to heal next week. All right, take care. Hope you have a wonderful evening. Bye.